in enterprise sector, there are a lot of really smart people and uh, really well-resourced people with, with large teams and uh, large uh, knowledge bases. So they they also like uh, think they they know a lot about the industry. But to be honest, I believe, and I've seen it from my own eyes, that agencies are the best consultants because agencies work with a lot of verticals like energy sector, finance sector, tech sector, fashion, beauty, everything. So we know a lot about verticals and other solutions that worked inside other verticals. And we also worked with a lot, uh, with a lot of uh, horizontals, you know. So, so we also know how to work with sales, how to work with marketing departments, how to work with tech departments, logistics, legal, everything. So agency uh, would be wise to, to, to hear them out. Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Hostinger. Whether you're a large or small agency or a freelancer, they have you covered for managed WooCommerce hosting for your client's projects. Tell you more about Hostinger later in the show, but today we are kicking off a new series called Woo Agency Chat. Similar to our dev chats, each month Robert and Robbie will be joined by a co-host from WooCommerce as we bring in an agency owner to share their stories and insights. In this debut show, we have Kishimir Kanchik from Neurolabs. And since Robert is off gallivanting around the world somewhere, Jay Walsh from WooCommerce joins Robbie as co-host. Well, needless to say, this is going to be a good one. So let's get on with the show. Hello, this is Robbie Adair with Do The Woo. In this episode, uh, my normal co-host is out gallivanting around at YoastCon. And so I have a stand-in today, which I'm very excited about, and that is Jay Walsh from Woo. Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and your role there at Woo. Oh, thanks. What a pleasure to, to be here. Uh, I'm, uh, I just started about uh, six or seven months ago with Wu and, and the uh, communications and marketing team. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of tasked with helping to st- tell the story and, and connect with lots of folks within the community and really just promote Wu. Try to get more people talking about Wu within the, within the industry, amongst our new customers, uh, within the community. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it's been exciting. What a journey so far. Awesome. Well, it sounds like we'll be seeing you at a lot of events coming up here soon then. And uh, we've, we'll, we're going to help you with telling the story of Wu here today, because today we're going to be talking to Prashamir Conchik, and I probably have really murdered that name, but he is with Neurolab, and it's an agency. Then they do WordPress, WooCommerce, all web-based applications, I believe. But uh, Krejshimir, tell us a little bit about Neurolab and yourself. So, yeah, we are a team that is uh, producing uh, open web apps for, uh, I believe, uh, 15 years now. So I'm the agency owner and founder, uh, Krejshimir Konchis, so you got the name right. Uh, yeah, so we so we have been uh, we have been building various uh, web applications for mostly enterprise grade clients. This is our niche. So we work with uh, a larger systems, larger clients with a lot of meetings, a lot of meeting notes, a lot of integrations and business talks and processes and uh, stuff like that. Uh, but our first uh, our first venture into the web was not uh, with uh, Wu or WordPress because Wu was not. Uh, 15 years, uh, I, I believe Wu is 10 years old or uh, 
uh, or something like that. So when we started, we basically built everything from scratch. Like, so we built databases from scratch, backend, frontend, everything from scratch. There was no tooling and there was, uh, so there was no DevOps. There was no, uh, like, uh, technical stack that, that, that you currently have now. It was basically, uh, non-existent, uh, uh, 15 years ago. So we basically did everything, uh, everything by ourselves. Uh, and then we started to play with various content management systems. You know, we, we played with uh, .NET Nuke, we played with Joomla, we played with uh, Umbraco. And then this new kid on the block came, uh, which is basically WordPress. It was in the market when when we opened our, our, our company, but it was not so popular as uh, right now. So we started to play with, with WordPress around 2010. And uh, we have seen all sorts of like benefits and not uh, re- reinventing the wheel. Uh, we, we saw that, that, that we can build like uh, custom plugins, custom teams, uh, data modeling, uh, everything. It has like a large API. And because we have an engineering background, we kind of dig it, you know? So we, so we, so we saw to ourselves, okay, WordPress is the future. The way of building web applications and what Matt was talking about then and the whole community that was talking about then, we, we kind of clicked with this energy and with this uh, philosophy of open web. And it kind of clicked with our company. So we, so we pursued building uh, open web applications on top of WordPress and then came Vue later. So we kind of like focused more on, on e-commerce projects because e-commerce is kind of big in, 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 in enterprise sector. It, uh, it always has been. So we kind of wrote this, uh, wrote this wheel, you know, like uh, continuously. Uh, so yeah, this is like I, I, I don't want to go into, into the whole history of uh, company, but this is like in, in short bullets. This is this is basically it. So we have been driving for WordPress for for over for over twelve years, I believe, thirteen years, and we are sticking to it. Awesome. Well, so I think it's very interesting having an agency myself that. We, I tell people a lot of times we build website applications and they're like, well, what's the difference between a website and a website application? But I hear you calling it an application as well. And so I, I really appreciate that because if you were building a WordPress website with any kind of customization you've done there, plus you've got e-commerce, it truly is an application. It is a web application. Um, do you find though people question you about that or want to know what that means? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so we have, uh, we have these uh, meetings and talks about this uh, all the time inside our, our company, especially when, when, so when we onboard juniors, we like to talk about wording and, and uh, how to approach uh, clients and educate clients and uh, educate the market and educate the whole industry. So I, I would say that websites is, is a pretty old term. So uh, I would say, so this would be my, my first sentence when we, when, when we are explaining what's the difference between website and web app is that website is, uh, so has been like term in 2006, 2007, 2008. Um, to put it in technical and engineering term, everything that is happening in the browser is a web application. So, so that, that would be from the engineering perspective, the right technical term is to call everything that is inside the browser web application. And then inside of that, you can have e-commerce web application. You can have a website, but website is basically, I would say, like a colloquial term for when I land on somebody else's brand online, I'm landing on a website, you know, it's like visiting a client's site, visiting a client HQ, 
I would say that this terms comes from this kind of uh, this kind of background. But when we talk inside a company and with our clients, we always tell this is a web application. Application means it has data layer, business layer, interface layer. That's basically it. Krishna, can I follow up on that on that question? I think it's I, the the language around it is, of course, very interesting to me and. I'm, I'm curious, though, for a lot of your your clients and your customers. I know some of them are pr- pretty large, um, but how how often do they come in with a like what level of knowledge about e-commerce? Because they probably say, "Well, we want to, you know, maybe we want to do e-commerce. This is this is important to us." How what level of literacy do you usually see there, and how do you go about sort of leveling them up to understand the the, the, deep, the nuance of like what's a web app and what what do they need to do? I mean, uh, uh, I have thought about this uh, a lot uh, when when uh, uh, GPT came along, you know, uh, because uh, I, I think most of our clients tend to um, tend to think that they know things about the web industry and that they know stuff about uh, e-commerce and web applications and how to build uh, how to build like any any sort of uh, interactivity, and they're pretty confident about it. So it's like like you know, a chat a chat GPT outputting some some text it's pretty confident about it but basically doesn't know what he's talking about so when we talk with our clients we instantly go into education mode so we always educate them about what they truly need what they truly need to have to empower their business processes so so this is the biggest uh, education point uh, uh, for us so whenever we see an RFP from a client or whenever we see a brief from a client, whether it's a very, very well-written brief or RFP, we always dissect it and we always first internally cross out the words, cross out the buzzwords. <laughs> we re- reformat the whole brief to like suit what is, what, is what, they, what is what they truly need. But we always educate the client. So uh, a typical example would be we need WooCommerce with this and this plugins and with this and this integration and with this and this backend and we want to design to be blah, 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 blah in this and this way. So we say, okay, first, what are your business needs? What are your main functional needs? What is your strategy? What is your tactics? What is your operation? Then we go into meetings about a lot of a lot of their internal processes. So how do you handle shipping? How do you handle logistics? What are your products? What is your pricing? Like... Uh, what is your marketing, 7P marketing, you know? What is your people, places, products, price, promotion? So we go into that. And then after that, we give them our way of thinking, our estimate, our project timeline, our uh, our, our way of thinking about their their whole need. So this is, I, I, I always say to my team, this is uh, this is an uphill battle all the time because we always have clients that are that are coming along with all sorts of RFPs. So one thing about Neurolab, uh, I spoke to you earlier about that we are always working with enterprise-grade clients. So in in enterprise sector, there are a lot of really smart people and uh, really well-resourced people with with large teams and uh, large uh, knowledge bases. So they they also like uh, think they they know a lot about the industry, but to be honest. Uh, I believe, and I've seen it from my own eyes, that agencies are the best consultants because agencies work with a lot of verticals, like with energy sector, finance sector, tech sector, fashion, beauty, everything. So we know a lot about 
verticals and other solutions that worked inside other verticals. And we also worked with a lot, uh, with a lot of uh, horizontals, you know. So, so we also know how to work with sales, how to work with marketing departments, how to work with tech departments, logistics, legal, everything. So agency uh, would be wise to, to, to hear them out. Yeah, you know, um, I think that we have the same issue that educating customers a lot of times whenever they come to us, then they they think they know what they need. And you are correct, though, as, as the larger the client, usually the more well-versed our contacts are there. And so we can normally, we can all speak the same language, but even they will find benefit from working with agencies where an agency, like you said, you've worked in so many different industries and there are a lot of things that can be pulled over industry to industry to help them out that they might not have even considered if they tried to do that all internal and just use their own resources inside. So I, you know, I think that a lot of customers benefit from working with agencies that way, just about what you're talking about there. So. Of course. And there is always this thing about uh, uh, pushing the clients to, uh, to, their, uh, to, uh, to their limits because we, we are constantly working with the enterprise sector and they are, they are quite slow. So everything is moving slowly. They have a lot of bottlenecks and we help them remove these uh, bottlenecks. Awesome. So what do you find when you are working with these clients um, whether they be your smaller clients or your larger clients, um, what are you finding with, say, the hosting aspect of these web applications that you're building for them? Are they internally wanting to host? Are they wanting to use hosting companies? Or are they wanting to do kind of a cloud-based, but it's their own, it's their own accounts for that? Yeah, so this is a great topic, and it's like a ever ever present question in 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 every meeting. Uh, what we uh, so the thing is that hosting is really tied with the whole uh, user experience that 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 we are building. It it impacts uh, speed, uh, SEO, uh, the whole customer experience, the whole user experience. Uh, so it impacts everything. And uh, inside Neverlab, hosting is closely tied with our with our with our productized team. So when so we are offering hosting. We use mostly Kinsta for uh, for our own hosting uh, purposes. Uh, we have also tried a lot of hosts. So we have worked with WP Engine, with WordPress VIP, with uh, Kinsta, with uh, Pantheon, uh, Dreamhost, Bluehost, whatnot. Uh, Kinsta is our main choice. It, it has been for over, I believe, eight years uh, since they so since they lo- uh, launched. Uh, the thing is that Kinsta is really tied with our DevOps process. So whenever developers uh, push something to to Git, when so whenever they push something to to uh, to Bodyworks for for uh, continuous integration or continuous development, it's it's co- constantly pushed to Kinsta, and this is this whole engineering process is, is really tied with 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 how we work. So whenever a client comes to us and they say uh, we want to have our own hosting. We have like a large discussion with them about uh, the benefits and so the the pros and cons of using uh, Kinsta and uh, Google Cloud and uh, Azure or AWS or their own hosting inside their own offices. We have seen also this kind of uh, of topics, and our success rate of educating them is probably around ninety nine percent. They they see that they can't host something on on site. It's like old old school approaches. Uh, uh, nobody's using this anymore. Um, so we so what we do have a question is who owns the account. 
So most of our clients tend to own the Kinsta accounts that, that we uh, publish web, web application. And this is, this is fine by us. This, this, this is totally fine by us. It's basically a, um, an accounting issue then, you know, so they paid, they paid their own bills and that's basically it. We have access to everything. But we are really tight with, with uh, Kinsta team. We have our own uh, support uh, agency partner program and everything. So uh, we are really fast in working with them. We, and, and by the way, it, that also, uh, it being I'm in the U.S. and I'm in Texas, and Texas is what we call a work for hire state. And so for us, it's more beneficial for us to always push our clients to have their own accounts, even though we may, typically we are the ones that guide them to where would best suit their needs. Uh, but we all, we always like them to have their own accounts set up there too. But by the way, I will also say, I'm also a big fan of Kinsta, especially with WooCommerce. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this whole, this whole um, account owning is really tied to this uh, philosophy that we have been uh, promoting from early days of uh, Neuralab is that uh, open web and no, no uh, vendor uh, lock-in, you know. So whenever we, 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 we talked with our clients, when WordPress was not popular and when WordPress had a lot of myths uh, flying around the whole ecosystem, like it's, it's not secure, it's, it's, uh, it's slow, it's only for blogs, you know, like uh, uh, typical, uh, typ- uh, typical myths. Uh, one of the things that we always talked in our meetings that if, uh, with our clients is that if you go with the custom CMS option or like uh, vanilla web option, you will have a vendor lock-in. So this kind of uh, meeting, uh, meeting note and meeting agenda is always present with us. We always explain to our clients what is a vendor lock-in. And during these talks, we always say to this, you can, you can be the owner of, of your own hosting account because you will own, you will own the whole stack. So you will, own, you will own the hosting account, you will own the, the CMS, you will own the code, and you will own the, the data, which is especially important here in the uh, EU because EU takes a lot more care about privacy and data than in the States. You know? So this is, uh, this is also a topic for us also locally. As a builder or an agency managing multiple sites, check out Hostinger.com. Their infrastructure brings your client's site speed, uptime, and security. Also at your fingertips, you'll find a powerful suite of tools for security and performance, code and content management. Now add to that the ability to manage your WordPress website through WPCLI for control configuration and plugin updates, enhanced WordPress acceleration powered by Lightspeed Enterprise, control over auto updates, free migrations, and of course the essential staging sites. Through all of their services and features comes e-commerce optimization for your clients' woo shops. So when you think about it, overall, everything you need to keep your client sites running smooth can be found with their agency hosting at hostinger.com. On that hosting question, it, it occurs to me that a lot of um, clients must already just be locked in to, the, like, to whatever their, their platform might be. Um, I mean, I, I totally get where you're like, you know, the best place for them to end up is a place where they're not as locked in and they have more liberty. But I mean, for larger enterprise clients, I imagine there's a lot of like, okay, we have this legacy space. Can you build within it? Can you build within this? Is that a common experience or is it, is it, I mean, you always want tabula rasa, right? You want to start fresh, I suppose, but that's pretty rare, I'm guessing. So you often have to build while the air, while the plane is in the air, as it were. 
So, uh, as I said earlier, hosting is always a topic in the uh, early meeting, uh, early meetings, especially with enterprise clients that have their own IT team right. that is that's handling the whole their whole stack about ERP and warehouse management system and CRM and uh, stuff like that. And the internal IT team is always at some, you know, they are looking over their shoulders about who will take their their business and who will take their load and they were hesitant about any any cloud service basically you know, because kinsta is built uh, on top of google cloud uh they were hesitant but in my terms it's it's always an opportunity to educate the client you know? so this is always so you should always place yourself in the role of the of the educator and if you do that i believe in most of the cases you will you will you you you, you will not have a problem uh, so, but yeah, on-premises and on-site servers that are under underutilized are a big issue for clients because they pay like thousands and thousands of dollars for for the bare metal, and they are paying probably a lot of Microsoft licenses, so they want to utilize it. You know, so it's like a harsh truth when we tell them it's not a good idea. Your your web app will be slower. You will have like downtimes. So whenever we say about SLA, like service level agreement, okay, but who will who will own the hosting in 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 most encompassing major term? Who will be uh, who will be responsible when the site is down? Then we had like blank stares in the because <laughs> they don't want to get the, the responsibility, you know, about this. Especially when the site is pretty large. We have one client. They are a creation agency for handling uh, high school exit exams. So in in Croatia, you have exit exams. If you do it well, you will you will get a direct entry into the um, into the uh, u- uh, university. You know, so it's like a big deal in in Croatia. The site is visited around half a million of visitors daily. And it's it's handling and managing all sorts of private data and exam data and uh, a lot of really 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 detailed stuff about about pupils, you know. So who will manage the load, you know? So who will manage the uptime? So who will manage the responsibility of saying to half a million of users, your final exam is not ready because we have downtime, you know? So this is like a pretty 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 pretty, uh, pretty serious stuff. It sounds like to me, though, you found the, you know, you found the perfect way to work with internal IT departments, though, because typically those internal IT departments, they're swamped. They've got more, they've got more than they could possibly get done in any week or day. And so they're always looking for help, but they always ultimately will have uh, accountability up for it. So giving them the, you own it, but we will help you run it and we will help you if it's down, you're, you're answering all of their pain points that way. Mm-hmm. So when you go into a corporate meeting or enterprise meeting, so whenever you say we will take ownership as an agency and we will deliver by this date and we will remove your load and we will remove your bottlenecks, you will always get a yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is like, uh, because they know that they are slow, they know that they like internal hurdles and this is the best way to get into yes. Of course, you need to be aware that you can deliver in the end but this is the reason why we are working only inside web so we are only working in web and so we know what we are talking about 
Can I ask a, a, maybe a follow-up to that? The, 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 the education, the exam one sounds like a wickedly complex kind of experience, but whether maybe within the context of Woo and WordPress, like, and you, I know the answer to this is going to be no, but like, do you ever reach a point where you're like, that's too complex. We, we can't do that. Or you need to move to someone else. Or do you, do you sort of rise to the most difficult challenge? Do you have an example of a challenge that was like really, really heavy, heavy lift in terms of complexity and, and maybe traffic or whatever might've made it hard? At Neverland, we really love uh, complex and big projects. We we never have uh, in, enough of them. Complex projects are complex topic. So whenever we see a complex RFP uh, and like project brief, we tend to know how to uh, how to build this. We tend to know how to uh, how to design the whole customer experience and user experience and back and front end and everything. But the problem is the budget. Because we we want to do it in the right way and we want to do it in a scalable way and this costs a lot of money. So mostly what happens is when clients see our quote, they say, oh, we can't afford this. So they have two options. They will either go with some other agencies that will probably sell them uh, snake oil or they will, or, or if they are wise, they will cut on some functions and remove the co- uh, complexity of the project, and then they will remove the, the excessive budget and excessive timeline. So this is kind of talks that, that, that we have. But I have never seen a project when we have enough budget, both time and money, uh, that we don't want to do it because it's uh, overly complex. So the most complex web applications, in in my opinion, are are platforms when you are connecting two two types of customers. So for instance, eBay. So eBay is connecting sellers and 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 the buyers. Uh, we had a case, uh, interesting case of uh, it's called uh, TDA, uh, Top Digital Agency. They're a platform that is connecting agencies and clients, but mostly about uh, old school marketing stuff and print, you know. So, so we have built a platform on top of Woo that utilizes in memberships, uh, subscriptions, um, WooCommerce, of course, the whole VP stack. And we have built the whole, the whole platform for connecting these types of users on top of this stack. So we have, of, of course, used like this is a custom team, custom plugins, custom integrations, everything is built custom on, on top of WordPress stack. But it's a highly, uh, highly complex project. So I believe it was around... 5,000 hours, uh, something like that. Wow. Uh, the second case was for um, uh, Dream Yacht Charter. It's uh, it's like a global company for uh, renting yachts. So they all, they have offices uh, all, all around the world, thousands of people working for this client. So uh, they have, uh, of course, uh, WooCommerce and Woo, but they have like all sorts of products. Like, Renting a yacht, booking a yacht, booking a simple product, booking a virtual product, booking uh, of a vari- uh, variable product, like groups products, uh, uh, product bundles, like all sorts of products that are basically either yachts or merch or stuff like that. All sorts of templates. They have like um, five or six different content types. Menu here, menu there, like flying around everything. So it, it was also around four or 5,000 hours of work. And this was also work between, I believe, eight agencies. So they had agency. So we were working on the whole web application, but they also have like a separate agency for building the digital brand, separate agency for doing the SEO, separate agency for content building, 
separate agency for, I believe, uh, analysis of the whole mar- marketing. So it was like kind of a lot, you know. Wow. Um, so we don't shy away from uh, complex projects, but they are they are heavy on the load, you know. Mm. On that first case, um, you said you you guys did subscriptions. Did you use Woo subscription with WooCommerce? Yeah, of course, of course. Awesome. Nice. Can I ask about Woo? Like, let's so so. I'm excited to hear that you're using Woo, and I mean, I work with a team that's always very invested in questions around Woo. But like, is there is there something when you're using it that you're like, uh, you know, what would be a dream feature or something that you find periodically that your 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 you feel is missing from Woo? That you what's on your what's on your top list of features you'd love to see from it? Oh, Christchamere, you got you got the you've got a line right into Woo right now, so Jay. <laughs> You always do. You always have. You want to hear it? Uh, so, uh, so I'm not developing anymore. I have I have been developing for over twenty years. So I needed to to, to post uh, uh, to handle the business. So I don't know the technical nitty gritty about uh, WooCommerce. I know that developers are complaining about how uh, how jQuery is used, how JavaScript is used, how the templating is done. But I believe every every kind of mature system that has its pros and cons have some sorts of like you know uh, inner workings that are that are not optimal to 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 put it mildly. I am happy about the whole WooCommerce team going into this uh, high performance order storage uh, roadmap. I believe this is a, a way to go. Um, I believe that WooCommerce should be more geared towards larger projects, larger clients, not to be a competitor to Shopify that you are currently also now uh, pursuing with with uh, Woo. Uh, it's Woo Express, right? Yeah, I don't think this is wise because this 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 type of this type of market has a lot of a lot of players uh, around. You know, like. Uh, um catering to this small like really 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 small businesses is, is a great option but catering to this like like micro businesses i don't think this is wise i think woocommerce has like bigger bigger opportunity handling the larger uh, enterprises because of its nature of building open web applications uh, rest api modularity plugins custom teams custom code large ecosystem of both hosters, developers, DevOps, you know, it's, it's, I believe it's pretty geared towards, uh, larger projects. So I'm happy that, that, uh, this thing about uh, scalability and, uh, improving WooCommerce to handle like thousands of orders and thousands of, uh, add to carts per minute is, is basically what, uh, what we are eager about. So I saw. So we were in in Austin, I believe it's it was a WooCommerce conference in 2012 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Chris Lemma was uh, speaking uh, speaking about uh, the the largest possible scale scope that you that that you can have with with WooCommerce, and I believe his team with WP Engine pushed WooCommerce to be like 2,000 at the cart every every minute. So they had like 2,000 add to cart events every minute. So this is like a pretty, pretty, pretty large scale, you know. Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody talks to me about what is the possible scale of Woo, I, I, I always talk to them about this example. And I always say to them, so when you get to this kind of scale, this would be like pretty good worries to have, you know. 
to how to scale even even further you know thank you thanks for sharing that. and and by the by the way i agree with you that woocommerce to me is always for our clients especially it's the fit when we need larger e-commerce uh custom e-commerce you know we can put somebody in an equid or shopify i think every they have their place but then typically the clients will mature and need to move on to something that's more robust more complex um we just actually moved a client that had been for years in um 3D cart, which became shift for shop, but anyway, uh, and moved them in because they had outgrown it. It was like they needed more custom stuff as well as we'd set them up with an LMS, which also had to be a SaaS platform then. So now we're able to take all of those different SaaS platforms, pull it into one WordPress with Woo and, you know, LearnDash and Woo subs and stuff like that. And you can create the custom environment that they have now grown into and need. So, um, so I agree with you that I treat Woo as my my heavy stick, as it were, for uh, e-commerce. I mean, especially especially if you are venturing into like this uh, uh, headless uh, web apps or stuff like that, where where you are only talking with REST API. I mean, WooCommerce is perfect for that. Have you guys done any mobile apps to tie to your WordPress Woo apps? We are intentionally not working on native uh, mobile apps, so we are not working uh, on top of uh, Android and uh, iPhone uh, ecosystem. We are only building uh, web applications, but inside that we have worked a lot with uh, REST API. So, so for instance, we have built um, it's basically a B two B intranet that is only available for internal customers, and this intranet is basically a web application. It's like mobile first progressive web app, like. PWA that is talking with WooCommerce over REST API. It's fetching orders, it's fetching customer data, and it's pulling back to the database. And we are we are also using REST API to to talk with various uh, ERPs. You know, like uh, in this case, it's uh, the NetSuite. Nice, nice. Well, and Jay, while while since you were asking, uh, we'll also throw out. I would love to see the Woo conferences come back. <clears throat> that he mentioned he went to in Austin. Mm-hmm. Would love to see that yeah. come back. So just see what you can work on there, Jay. <laughs> it's on the chalkboard. I, everybody likes a party. Everybody likes a celebration. It's got woo in its name. Now I, 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 I feel like it's, um, yeah, there's a bit of a gap in the, in, in the space too. And, and it's glad, glad that so many other spaces exist for this, but I feel like there are so many woo specialists and folks who work in that world that there's a great conversation to have. It's just a great place to network. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, WooCommerce is basically now the, biggest market share player uh, in the world it should have its own like central conference it's a it's a it's a big shame that that uh, we don't have that well i think i think we'll have jay work on working that. on that's it. right jay will work on it like to throw a party <laughs> well uh, jay thanks for coming on and co-hosting with me today i appreciate it and krishmir i really enjoy you coming on and and sharing with us insights about your agency it sounds like you guys are doing some awesome projects over there and so we'll probably have to have you come back on sometime and, and talk about some of your projects that of you've course. got going on <laughs> <laughs> and uh, will we see you at WordCamp camp europe uh, yeah, of course. So we are coming. Uh, I believe uh, six of us are coming and we'll be in Athens for around five days. Great. So we will uh, hang out for sure. For sure. Yes, we will. We'll hang out. Look for the WooCommerce booth. Um, there'll be some exquisite stuff on display there and uh, our folks will be around. So it's a, it's, it's a slice of it, but it's there and we'll have a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing you both. We'll be there. Not a problem. Well, right before we hop off though, tell us how can people find you on the web? So you can search for uh, ne- Neuralab 
uh, we are we are present at uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, GitHub, uh, Behance. Uh, we are also Vu experts, so you can also find us on the on the on the Vu expert like roster. Uh, it will be best that you Google Neuralab. We have offices in New York and in Zagreb, so you can also find us on uh, these locations. If you're in, in Zagreb, especially because we have large HQ here with with. Uh, a lot of barbecue culture, <laughs> so so yeah. We are also doing a lot of meetups in Zagreb, so I will invite everybody to uh, to uh, uh, keep an eye on our meetups page. Uh, we are doing meetups every every quarter, and it's both physical and live streamed on uh, YouTube. So you you will be able to watch. Like we have folks coming from Aut- Automatic and Kinstein and WP engines. So. Great, Jay. How how can people find you? They, well, you know, I'm on Twitter uh, at Jay Anson W A N S O N W. But if, if I'm doing my job right, you're just sort of seeing coverage and people are talking about woo. So we're always uh, checking our email and checking our conversations. But um, that's the place to go. All right. Well, thank you guys both. Thanks, Robbie. I appreciate the the invite. Thanks, Krishmir. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for your time. It was, a, it was a pleasure. Bob WP here, and I feel this one gives you a good idea where this show will be going every month. And starting next month, there will be a second part to Wu Agency Chat. Again, similar to our dev chat, where two agency reps come on as guest hosts and have a conversation. So watch for that next month, and don't forget to thank Hostinger for their continued support of the WooBuilder community. Check them out at hostinger.com. So until the next time, keep on doing the Woo.